Hey there, scoundrel. Welcome back to the Cloud City Casino podcast. This week we're doing episode 21. It's going to be part two of the Hawk Talk. And as you know, I'm your host and administrator of this here facility, Michael Morris. Adam Davis is going to be joining me again, and we will finish up the uh, second part of that conversation. Enjoy your stay, Cloud City Casino. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us on the cloud. Don't get excited. Obviously, the the K wings, I think, are are the at least I've seen them. Uh, Miranda's what I've seen. Yep, uh, I've heard a lot of people. She's she's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen a really good straight up. This is a counter to Miranda. Okay. Um, the the one thing that will kill Miranda is time. Okay. Because, yeah, she only has one agility. So right. you're going to do damage. Right. And if she has a TLT, then she's regenerating those shields. Mm-hmm. She's not doing much damage back and slamming all over the place to get out of shots. Right. That's what she does. But when she slams, she can't shoot back. So that means it takes more time. So do you think you could easily explain slam real quick? Uh, slam, let uh, if okay, it, in the K-Wing, when you do a... White maneuver. Right. You can slam and do a, another white maneuver, same speed. Okay. So. Or uh, white or green maneuver. Okay. So, so say that, yeah. you did a, a one straight. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can slam and do a, a, another one curved, one straight, whatever's on the dial. And in, now. And the ones. So what. Um, what it seemed like from what I was seeing, so so the thing that, that really is good with Slam is, is dropping bombs, correct? Because you can drop a bomb in the middle of that? No, you cannot. You cannot. Okay. No. Okay, so I'm, I misunderstood uh, the usage of that then. And, and, and uh, when they published the article about how to use it, they showed that. Okay, so that's, that's where I... And then they said, oh, I... no, it doesn't do that later. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, as, as they went in to explain how that works, because... Basically, you're, uh, unless you have Advanced Slam, which is a modification you can put on the K-Wing, mm-hmm. or anything that has Slam, I think, which right, right now is just the K-Wing, mm-hmm. uh, that allows you to take an action after your second Slam. Okay. Or after your second maneuver. Okay, okay. But so. bomb, uh, uh, bombs say, when you uh, reveal, uh, before you reveal your maneuver, you can drop a bomb. Well, I was thinking more based on the... And when you're taking the second Uh slam, you're not revealing a maneuver, so you cannot drop a bomb. Gotcha. Yeah, so so that's for those, but now what about the ones like Proxmine? Proxmine is an action. Mm -hmm. So you you move, you slam, and if you have advanced slam, then you could drop a Proxmine. Okay, but that's only after the fact. So, So really, I mean, it's more of just if you're really trying to... Uh, to get into a spot that you need, mm-hmm. um, and after you slam, you can't no just fire. Simple what? Yeah, unable to shoot. So okay. So okay. So in that case, then then what would you want to? What would be the instances that you would use slam? Because I can only see bombs being the. I move. Oh my god! Everyone shoot, can shoot at me. I move again. Now no one can shoot at me. Okay. So just to, <laughs> as a defensive type. Maneuver. Oh, definitely. Okay. So yeah. So basically, drop bombs. Or uh, well, prox- proximity mines. Well, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, the any of those. Uh, uh, mines. Aren't there some newer ones that are? Yeah, the uh, the 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 counter filled, and then the uh, uh, what's the other one? The the other proximity mine. So there's the the 
Connernet. Connernet. And ion bombs are... That's a bomb. So, yeah. So, that one doesn't work. And then the other is... Cluster Mines. Okay. Which is similar to a, a proximity mine, but it, it doesn't... It, it's like three in a row. Okay. What's the advantage to that besides... The cluster mine? Yeah. I mean, versus procs. Well, it first of all, it puts them in a row. Mm-hmm. So, you have a row of them that's about... Tw- uh, about two times as wide as a normal prox mine. Okay. It's not as deep. Right. But there's three individual mines there. Okay. So so if you just land on the edge, you don't lose the whole prox, or, you know, a prox, you lose the right. whole thing, where this one, you still have two more sitting there. Or if, say, someone does a straight maneuver right over all three of them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so then that, that does it well. So now, so I'm going to read it real quick. It says... Um, Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't say anything. So that's the one thing I don't like about the bomb cards. I feel like they're a little. Yeah, you have to get the. the you need to actually use the card rather than than this. And well, I f- you're supposed to have it anyway. Well, I mean, I have it, but I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather just read the effect on the card right. rather than the uh, the placement. Mm-hmm. And that just seems a little backwards to me. But I don't work at Fantasy Flight, so. They don't ask me questions. Besides, why do you keep mm-hmm. calling us? They, I hear that one a lot from them. <laughs> well, maybe you should stop. <laughs> I, I, there's things I got to know. Um, and they're not telling you. I know it. It's not fair. Well, you can go on the forum and ask those questions or look for those questions in the forum. So, well, you, well, you know, it's so you remember the big controversy about uh, Echo and Whisper and being like, are there a girl? You know, is one of them a girl? Is one of them a guy? I don't know. You know, you remember that whole controversy? Yeah. And you know my answer to that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that was basically <laughs> Fantasy Flight's answer to that. So, which I thought was really funny. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. I'm going to get the answer, right? And he goes, he goes um, and I can't remember the guy's name. I apologize. But he's the guy who should know, right? Because um, it was at, it was at Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like one of the, the higher end guys. He's the one who knows a lot about the, the game mechanics. Why not just research it on Wiki? You can't because there, and that's why there's so much controversy because there's conflicting information. Whatever. <laughs> so, so the FAQ, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say the FAQ states Whisper as being a male, whereas they did, uh, they they had like some sort of like writers come in to to talk about, like basically do I want to say like maybe a review or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so it was sort of third party, but it was um, Fantasy Flight approved that. It was multiple accounts that had made Whisper uh, a female. Hmm. So people are like, oh, so so clearly it's a female. It's a female. But then the FAQ come out and said it's male. And they're like, well, the FAQ kind of holds more water since it's, it is specifically, you know, done from that. It just, hmm. it's, um, yeah. And I, I can't remember exactly. And I may have those two things backwards, but the point remember, being, there was a lot of argument about it. And I don't I, know where I read it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Who I got it from, or if I read it, I just remember somewhere hearing, reading something, saying that all the the Phantom pilots were female. Okay, yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. But I don't think that was even the generics. Yeah, but I don't know where I got that from. So do not quote me on that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was anything official. So so when I asked this guy, he goes, um. And so I did get kind of a little bit more of an answer, but I said, you know, you know, people ask about Whisper and Echo, and he goes, he goes, oh yeah, yeah, Whisper's a uh, a guy, or no, Whisper's a girl, and Echo's a guy, 
or it's it's the inverse of what I've been hearing from some people. That was kind of the the, right. the last one. And so I was like, oh, okay. I said most people thought it was the other way around. He goes, maybe it was. And I go, <laughs> well, do you know? Uh, and he goes, he goes, I'll look it up on the Facebook when I get back or something. He goes, I'll post it on Facebook when I get back and I'll, I'll ask uh, one of the guys who who does know. Never heard anything. I tried to contact him after the fact. Never heard anything. Troll. And I'm like, I'm like, what? You, you got did trolled. that on purpose. You got he trolled. Just, he just did that and walked away. Yeah. Um, but I do know that from him, one of them is a guy, one of them is a girl. I have no idea which one is which, though. Does it really matter? It doesn't. Okay, then. It doesn't, but I thought that they I could. They both fly moderately the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, I could see Echo being the curvy one. You know how females age, right? Nah, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that's no. I gotta cut. You're gonna, you're gonna lose some listeners here. Oh, so, um, now let's see. So, is there anything else? So, the, so we have the the bombs, the slam, mm-hmm. but and the TLT is what it, people are really buying that Joker for and throwing it on. And T by TLT, I mean twin laser turret. Yes, and you get two of those in the pack, and yep. it, it kind of seems like people are basically just buying these to grab the TLTs and yep. throw on some Y-Wings. So that's that's $30 in ships that I have to buy that I'll never play <laughs> right there. I need one for the Glitter Stem and the other for the TLTs. Right. But now are you... Because I very rarely ever play Rebels. I play mainly mm-hmm. Imperials and Scum. Okay, so what So what are you going to be... What would you be throwing them on? The the Scum Y-Wings? Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's fine. I'm just, just curious. I didn't know if you had something else oh, yeah. planned. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really know. Is there any, is there any Imperial ships that can, I don't think there's any Imperial ships that can use There's turrets. only one Imperial ship that has a turret so far, and that is the Decimator. And it doesn't, it, but, but it's not a, right, it's not a right. turret upgrade, it's just the, the built-in right. turret. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So. Even though I think the, the, the shuttle should have something in the rear arc that is a turret. Well, I. Hint, hint. <laughs> Well, we um, we're, we still need to move through these, but uh, the core set. When we get there, I'll talk about what I think needs a, a turret, and, and we'll mention that then. Right. So <laughs> the so so it reads attack. Perform this attack twice, mm-hmm. and it's a so you roll three attack die. So that's six mm-hmm. um, o- over the the period. Um, it's at range two to three. So you got a donut. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, you have a donut hole. Well. <laughs> There's a hole there. Yeah, but see, a don't see. It confuses me because the donut hole is actually the the little circular ball, which fills in the spot rather mm-hmm. than being an empty spot like a donut. So, but a donut hole is this hole in the middle of the donut. Okay, so the ship is actually the hole, and then the <laughs> don't. Yeah, so so the ship is the donut hole. That's the donut versus if it were the inverse and you had something but no ship, then that would be a donut. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I just onwards and upwards. <laughs> I just confuse myself. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so even against a ship outside your firing arc, each time this attack hits, the defender suffers one damage, then cancels all the dice results. Mm-hmm. So that's nice for making sure that you can actually do the damage. Right. Um, I like that, and and like we're talking about with Sunter, you know. Yeah, it's great really having making it hard to for someone to hit you, but you know, accuracy by, by volume. The the one problem I've I've seen with like TLT lists where you you're running four Y wings, they mm-hmm. don't that doesn't do any crits. Right. 
unless you can throw it on a hawk and give it Greedo. <laughs> there's got there's always a way. Oh, there's a way. Yeah, but and, and it's the, super expensive and not really worth it. I mean, it's because you got to look and say. I mean, let's say we're gonna throw the uh, what was it? The Spice Runner. Uh, was that what it, I feel like that's wrong. But the 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 cheapest one is sixteen points. I don't for know. a hawk. I can look it up. Hold on a second. Okay, Spice Runner, sixteen points. You are correct. Mm. I was right on both accounts, and I didn't expect to be. So Spice yes. Runner, sixteen points. Now you're adding the TLT for another six, so mm-hmm. we're at twenty two points. That's cheaper than a Y wing. And then you throw on, oh, yes, you're right. It is cheaper than a Y-Wing, but then you throw on Greedo. So now we're talking about 23 points. That is 23 points of something that's not very hard to take down if you focus on it. That is one point less than a thug. Right. With the same, right. with almost the same loadout, except for you don't have Greedo. Well, you got to add uh, uh, Astromech on there. Yeah. You don't have to, but you should. Right, right. So, so then my question becomes, do you... Do you think that that is going to make you a, a priority target and that that's pointless, or do you think that's fine? Don't know. I, I see. I see I'll Hawks as a as a soft target. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have two evade die. Right. Um, honestly, the, the I see him as more of a threat, especially if you put Moldy Crow on it. Right. And it starts saving up focus from the very get go. Then it has a couple of rounds of of modified attacks mm-hmm. instead of just one or two. Yeah, yeah, it's. You but then know, you're spending yeah. another three. Yeah, that's points. that's another three points. Yeah, yeah. So it starts to get expensive, and the more that you try to make it viable, the more that expensive it's not. It it's not. Yeah, it's going to be really expensive, and it's still not super viable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, that tends to be the problem with anything scum. The more you throw at it to make it more viable, the, the more expensive it gets. Yeah, it, it, it all of a sudden becomes a high... Well, I think that's probably anything, but um, but I, it, I feel it like, makes it more of a priority that you're not mm, really getting your money's worth with, I think. I almost feel like the the keep it simple stupid... With scum, yeah, with it's, scum is, um, is better. Which, is kind of, which I think kind of works well with how, how Fantasy Flight does manage to actually theme mm-hmm. their stuff, you know, um, because with it's like, yeah, these this should be cheap labor you know what i mean like you shouldn't um right. you know you, like that that should be scum right like right. we're not gonna have our guys do that so we're just gonna hire them to go do the the nasty missions right. or whatever and so that's what it is you know these are these are th- more throwaway mm-hmm. cheaper you know you can throw a whole bunch of them at it right you know, unless you're flying the uh the igs in which case it's a little bit different but i guess <laughs> do you have an ig nope doesn't surprise me <laughs> I'm not an IG type of guy. I mm-hmm. I have flown a couple of the Mandalorian mercenaries, uh-huh. or at least one with with some other stuff to the side. I can say that I like how the Mandalorian mercenary with like Predator and Recon Specialist flies a lot better than Boba Fett. Yeah, because Boba Fett, most people put push the limit on there, and then a Recon Specialist, and it's just like all oh, these. Crazy actions, and then yeah. it's limiting its style so much. Well, and then especially, um, see, I would not put push the limit on there because you're trying to get into range one, and you're mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna or need engine, your actions, and then engine upgrade too. They normally put in, engine upgrade. Engine on. upgrade, I think, is a good idea personally. Mm-hmm. I, I can see engine upgrade, and then I see I can see the so you boost and focus. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you have two focus for the attacks. Right, and and then of course you're gonna get your re rolls for your um, for being Boba right. Fett. But the problem is. 
you've now presented the problem of you've put a whole lot of points into this guy and you're flying him mm-hmm. right in uh, right. to the enemy and and he's not super agile you know so so you're not you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to really arc dodge a whole lot with him right you know i mean he's he's got a good dial mm-hmm. but he doesn't have a fantastic dial like say an ig you know right. where you can just whip around the board right so yeah yeah it's it's a conundrum but I know people that fly Boba and love him mm-hmm. a lot. That's oh, fine. Well, I think he's good if you have somebody like Kath who can really uh, stay back and throw down some fire. But Kath only does it out the rear. The uh, the I mean, do we really need to talk much about the Punisher? I mean, it did it did it I, come with much? That, that, it it I mean, came with the uh, the the munitions upgrade that lets you. It says okay, now you have two of what, everything that you love. What, now did did the K wing come with that as well? Yes, or just, it did. Okay, yeah. So that's right. So I've got a bunch of that stuff now, and, and I like that. I think that's good for other ships. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be great in Epic. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to hate on the because I was excited about it initially, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, ooh, this is good. And then now I'm like, eh. well, before people when when people saw bombers and mm-hmm. stuff carrying ordnance, they said, oh, well, I'll kill that. Yeah. Um. Now they go, oh, now I need to kill that faster. <laughs> well, you know what? And and I see. So it does have some good stuff on. It. Actually, I'm looking. So I'm looking at this cutlass, right? So it's 21 points, mm-hmm. same as a rookie X-wing. Uh, rookie X-wing is uh, pilot skill two or pilot skill one? Two, two. Okay, so so same pilot skill. Um, we're only doing two damage. But yeah, but you, it's not there to fire primary weapons. Right, right. So so we're only doing two damage. We only have one uh, evade. So that's that's kind of low. But you got two shield and eight hull. You got three shield it's and three six shield, hull. Right. Yeah, yeah. So six hull. Whatever. <laughs> Math. I don't need this. Um. But you get some cool things too. So yeah, so you so you've got. Uh, I mean, that can kind of balance out. Um, but you've got your boost, which is is going to be mm-hmm. helpful too. I mean, that's that's going to help you kind of dodge a little bit, and you don't really have that built in with a uh, um, bomber, a tie bomber. No. So so that almost to me, I would say, makes it more viable than a tie bomber. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to math wing. I think I think that a lot of people. Um, or like, oh no, you just this is this, but do it's I, like, how, how do you really, how do you really come up with a formula for? Um, do do I really want to get that close before I fire? Well, what do I'm I want to use my action to boost. I, I might want to use mm-hmm. it to get a target lock or a focus. Right, right, and I, and I, dude, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm I'm just saying that you know having that on hand mm-hmm. and being able to go ooh i'm in a bad spot let me just boost right out of it is kind of nice it is but how do you mathematically determine if that is um if that makes the ship more or less survivable than say a tie bomber who's going to get the extra evade die and still pretty good for hull. me it's it's about can I get the ordnance off? Because it's an ordnance carrier. If it doesn't right. shoot its ordnance right. and it dies beforehand, then it's a loss in points. Right. And, you know, and, and keeping that in mind, so, you know, y- yeah, when you do mm-hmm. that, when you take the, uh, and honestly, when you take the boost, now you've, you're going to have a problem because you are going to prob- turn around. Yeah, well, and, or you probably, let's say you don't have to turn around, right? Let's, right. Say, like, let's say you're still facing them down, but you don't have your action now. Right. You know, so, I mean, there's there's ways around this. There's things that you can do, but mm-hmm. I'm just talking about actual, trying to think of scenarios, 
you know, unless you specifically build your list to, to keep that in mind, mm -hmm. you're probably going to see that happen. Right. So, so yeah, with an ordinance carrier, you're, you, if you, if you're not getting the ordinance off, it's, you're spending too much money on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or too many points. Which, and the, the good thing now is that, um, you know, like we were talking about, so what I think would be kind of nice with him is, um, you know, so you've got that, it's only three points for those, uh, proton, no, not mm -hmm. proton, the and missiles. No, 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 no. Plasma um, missiles. Plasma, plasma torpedoes. So, so with plasma torpedoes on him, mm -hmm. you're only spending the, the three points plus uh, now the, um, the extra one is two, two points. Yeah. So you're spending five points for, um, a five attack twice. That's kind of nice. A five attack. Yeah, because well, uh, potentially five damage. Um, so it's a four attack, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a four attack, but then you get your extra. You're talking about the damage yeah. after, right? Yeah, let me let me extra pull that shield up. damage, right? If it if it strips all the shields off, then. But if it strips all the shields off, do you have any problems though? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like well, if it, if it doesn't, that's nice to strip that one off. If it does, then you're like, eh, you know, mm -hmm. darn it, I I already made it through all the shields. Like, right. Uh, to me, that's um. That's kind of a wash. It, at that point, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm still kind of winning. And like I said, being able to now do that twice with the... Uh, For five points instead of six. Well, I mean, when you put it that way... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, but it's still, it's a saved point, mm -hmm. you know. But in Epic, if you throw a Punisher in with all kinds of ordinates and one of those, you're doubling all of that ordinance and you're making it really economical then. Right. Uh Honestly, I don't see a ship with more than two ordnance living long enough to fire the two ordnance. Yeah, on on a board. The more points you sink into it, the harder it is to protect it, and the more likely it's going to go down first. Right, right. So, well, so let's look at that. So we said five points, right? So, so we're looking at twenty six points with the two ordnance. Um, now you, we can throw some. And that's more without on. a sensor upgrade. That's without a. Uh huh. So really, you want to put a fire control systems on there? Well, okay, hold on. So now, if I play. Another, well, okay, wait, no, that's right, because that, that fills up one. So so now I would have to be playing missiles or bombs, right? Yes. In order to, to well, continue to... to one, it fills up one of the torpedo slots. You have two torpedo slots. Right. Oh, and and so, so here's the thing, though, but now once you remove it, you... Okay, so, okay, yeah, so if I wanted to use more than one, I can't use torpedoes. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So, so I would basically have to use it for missiles and bombs. Well, and bomb. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think of what. Uh, and there are some great missiles out there, right? You uh, you wouldn't want to use prot rockets. No. Uh, well, especially not with that one because you're it, one, one, yeah one of eight. Yeah, but uh, maybe something like homing missiles or concussion missiles or cluster missiles. Right. Well, I was trying to think of something that's a little bit cheaper um, on cost, which it's I think three points is pretty much going to be right. the the cheapest you can go with that. And I'm not seeing anything on hand. Um, See, I think cluster missiles would be great mm -hmm. because you fire. Right. You spend your target lock to fire. You throw the first uh, set of dice. You get mm -hmm. a target lock. You throw the second set of dice. You can spend that target lock and get another target lock. Right. <laughs> right. 
Well, you know what? And yeah, so, so if you've got advanced you, sensors. Well, you're not, no, you got a fire control systems. That's, that's or, your thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I get those two mixed up. So, so yeah, so fire control systems. So you, so you spend both of your torpedo slots. So that's four, four more points on, on your um, extra munitions. Now, here's my question. If you, so at that point, you only then need to do the cluster missiles? Or do you, will you need to, to get cluster missiles twice? Well, let's see here. Because that's, that's confusing, but I mean, it would definitely make it a lot better if you just take cluster missiles once, so you spend the, I think cluster missiles are four points, and then, you know, so then uh, two more points, so now you're spending eight versus spending, um, I don't know, I just, I just outmathed myself, um, instead of eight, instead of spending um, well, 12, we're at, I think. We're at 28 points before adding any missiles. Uh-huh. You add missiles, and you're at the cost, you're almost up to the cost of a Suntier Fell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it starts It starts to get expensive when, when you're doing this. Um, so, so clusters, plasma so, torpedoes. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, we'll see, but here, here's what I was saying, though. But take out plasma torpedoes. Okay. Throw in an, another extra munitions. It, can you double up the extra munitions? No. no. Okay, that's what that was. What I was trying to figure out. Yeah, it won't let you put it on there twice. Okay. So, so that makes so that makes a, a a big difference for it. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's it starts getting expensive. But I mean, if you how many how many points are we looking at right there? Just that. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at twenty nine. So twenty nine. So I mean, you do still have um. Like sixty. And that's that's a cutlass with fire control systems, extra munitions, and cluster missiles. Yeah, I mean, you still have seventy nine points left to play with. So that's, I mean, with seventy nine points, you can you can do some stuff. Yeah. You um. Can. So it's it's not it's not the thing is super expensive, but but it is twenty nine points that could be you know you want to probably keep it with somebody, um, keep it protected. Otherwise, it's going to get focused down and become. Uh, 29 points of victory for your opponent. Right. So, and, and you might get one of those munitions off. Right. Yeah, possibly. But like I said, if, if you keep it to the back, you, you might be fine. Especially that's the cool thing with munitions is, you know, at the range two to three, it's, it's nice being able to fire range. Yeah. Yeah. Fire at a longer range, not take the, mm -hmm. um, the penalty for it mm -hmm. and do more damage. That's, you know, honestly, if you want to do all that, take Rhymer. Uh -huh. Give him push the limit, extra munitions and the, the munitions you want, and then right. he's he's firing with a uh, with a focus as well as a target lock. Yeah, I think I think Qui Gon said it best when he said, "There's always a bigger fish." And not only that, he can fire those cluster <laughs> missiles at range one. <laughs> you didn't like my episode one quote, nah. <laughs> but he's about so, the same yeah. price, right? Right. About. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um. I won't talk about my my boys now. So the uh, okay the YV triple six. Okay, I love that thing. Okay, and you, I know it's more like scum, so you don't you don't care as much. But well, I, I don't own one yet. Right, I want one. I I mean playing that thing last night. I I honestly thought I spent a whole bunch of money. So I bought three of them, mm -hmm. and they retail for forty a piece. Right, mm -hmm. so we're talking about so you're rich, is what you're saying. <laughs> No, dude, Must you're in my house. Clearly, I'm not rich. Um, <laughs> What's so, nicer in my house? <laughs> it's it's small. There's not there's not much past this. But anyhow, <laughs> you got a two car garage, but it only has the one door. 
<laughs> so do you need more than one door to get two cars out? It's, it's, it's the full. It's not about necessity. It's about showing. Oh no. He only has to open one door to get both cars out <laughs> at the same time. So anyhow, no, what we do is there's some places that aren't actually hallways. It's just, uh, one of those um, like decals we just put up, so it looks like you're like, oh wow, he's got a lot of stuff back there, but it's really just a wall. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> and you get this whole open shelf over here that's twenty foot off the floor and it has nothing on it. I don't know what that's for. <laughs> I I told him when we bought the place, I'm like, I just want to like throw stuff up there, you know, yeah, just throw like, speakers. That's that's where you put your two back speakers and point them down. That's a <laughs> lot of money not spent on Star Wars toys or games, so. <laughs> whatever but now you'd be able to hear the star wars in the proper way i know that's i mean that's how this goes just like i need to display my star wars in the proper way by by putting up some shelving but i'm like so i can buy the shelves this See, week or i, I can look buy- at that and i go wow up there i could put a switching area uh-huh. for trains yeah and then have a downhill that goes around the entire room and then i can put all <laughs> my trains up there and just be able to switch from track to track and have like a you know a passenger train and a that's just me though yeah trains are the hides all up there yeah you could have a whole yeah that'd be whole, awesome whole train station yeah <laughs> um you know what it reminds me of is uh mr rogers trolley yeah <laughs> my son loves trains he loves uh-huh. daniel tiger which is the the, the cartoon spinoff from mr rogers neighborhood oh, okay and trolley is in it and uh, joe just loves trains so okay. we're constantly talking about trains we're talking about lego trains right now Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I never did the Lego thing because they were just kind of always a good bit of money for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I was they always. They were expensive. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've always been in Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, I want the Lego one or whatever, you know. And, and mm-hmm. Lego, the way I understand it, Star Wars is kind of what made Lego its mm-hmm. money, right? But I never understood it because it's like, why would I spend more money on a ship that's less screen accurate? Because I can build it. Yeah, but I mean, and actually, some of the yeah, it's less screen accurate. Yeah, it's yeah. got some weird stuff. Like I, I have the Lego Defender. I, I get a, a free fight, uh, or I, I get a uh, a fighter for my uh, wife every year. She oh, gives okay. me one Very as cool. as a present, Lego. Uh huh. And I have the the Lego Defender, and the cockpit. You can actually hold the cockpit and spin the wings around it. Nice. Like it's that, a B wing like or something, yeah. and then that's not accurate by any means. The defender never did that. Really? See, I don't, I don't remember. And I mean, no, because the cockpit would stay stable, right? So then, how would you know? Because the top wing had the ion cannons, the bottom wings had the four lasers. So okay. as you're flying around, they always always stayed the same place. Okay, it's it's been a while, dude. <laughs> Was that um, of course? And if you're playing X Wing, the computer uh-huh. game, the the B wing never rotated around you there either. Yeah, that's true, and and we know it can do that. So it should. So you know what? Maybe just you were uh, crippled by game mechanics of the time, and it totally moves around. But it was all based on that game anyway. For now, we're not going to see it that we know of. We already have new Tie Fighters that we never saw in the series. Well, but, in, in the game series, but but yeah, it's got butt lasers. But think about it. So in in <laughs> so in the first one, that's right. We got to we got to get to the butt lasers. We're we're almost there. So. I mean, when you think about uh, A New Hope, there was only TIE Fighters. Yeah. Then we get to uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then there's TIE Fighters and TIE Bombers. And then we get to Return of the Jedi, and there's TIE Fighters, there's TIE Bombers, and there's TIE Interceptors. So Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to come for Episode 8. 
Well, we've seen the, the, the new TIE Fighters. It may be TIE Punishers. They may do TIE Punishers and then TIE Defenders by episode See, nine. The, I don't even like the TIE Punisher because it's based off of a, a, a weird... They, they, they took the TIE Interdictor and said, let's just make it a bigger bomber. Uh-huh. The TIE Interdictor was never really a bomber. Yeah. It was a TIE Fighter that went, uh, you're not going to move now. You're not going to hyper away. Yeah. That's all it did. Uh-huh. It's a big gravity, or it had a small gravity well in it. Eh, I think it's a cool looking ship. I think it fun. would be cool if it was actually an interdictor tie, and it flew into the combat and said, uh, we're going to take all your speeds and reduce them by one. Mm-hmm. Or you're doing a one straight, and now you're not moving. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, but, but I think we need to, to hold off just a little bit on, on some They're of the, the saying, Morgan. Yeah. We're, we're going to see tractor beams soon. What are the yeah. tractor beams going to do? Probably something similar to what I just said. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And and that's the thing. I am I'm just a little bit worried about extra game mechanics, but on the other hand, it, it is cool to We just to got that talent roll. Yeah. I love it. It sounds like sushi, but yeah. <laughs> it sounds uh, like very painful sushi. No. Here, I got a claw on my sushi roll. Last thing. Mm-hmm. We had it was a, a huge surprise and no one ever saw it coming. The Corset 2.0. No, people saw it coming. Wait. There, was, there was whispers about it. Wait, whispers of ships. So no, it no wasn't whispers the about the fact that there's a new Corset coming from from the new movie. But we but didn't they know kept when. It a secret, and they didn't and they didn't tell anybody. And there was it no wasn't much of a secret. We knew it was going to be coming. <laughs> yeah, there, there are new ships. Yeah. When are we going to see those new ships? I bet we're going to see it with the launch of the new new movie. Yeah. Well, we saw it a couple months early. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, and then suddenly we someone well, working at a Target posted online, hey, look at this, what we just got in. Oh, also, we're getting it like next week. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that Target was nowhere near here, right? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't keep up with that. I just suddenly saw pictures and then saw where people were having pictures removed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and that's the cool thing about it is that that was the, a lot of it was more the fan community saying, you know, so the players being like, take that down because the last thing we want is for Fantasy Flight to get in trouble with Disney and we don't get this game that we love it's anymore. It's not Fantasy Flight's fault that it went to stores that they can't control. No, oh, absolutely not. No, they, that's, they that, were doing, they were that's going Disney's exactly fault saying, hey, it's got to go there. Right. We're not, right. We're not going to let you put it in the game stores. It's got to go to the big, big, big box stores because that's where we want that product. Right. And so that's Disney's fault, not FFG's. Well, and 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 you say fault, but I can say from um, and and it may be, but but I can say from seeing that with other products, I don't know if it's so much fault as mo, <laughs> you know, um, because how how great is I mean, it's it's kind of free advertising when stuff like that happens. You know what I mean? Like when you go. Oh my God! This thing's in here. We didn't. We had, we, didn't know, we didn't know anything about it. But we did. Everybody, know. look at. You know, no, I know. But, but but we knew. But not. It wasn't. We didn't know what was going to be coming knowledge. in it. We right. knew there were probably going to be new upgrades for it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what what new upgrade slots there would be. But we knew there was going to be new stuff. Yeah. I'm. I'm like I said. I'm just wondering if because I've seen this a good bit mm-hmm. with with a lot of the Disney and it, it, a lot of it could be them trying to, um. You know, trying to manage a lot of uh, merchandising all at one time. I mean, they said... For, I don't know. Well, they said on uh, Force Friday, I, I believe, and, and these numbers may be wrong, but I don't believe they are, um, they made a billion dollars on Force Friday. Well, good for them. <laughs> so that's... I mean, so trying to manage all of that merchandise, I can see that there's going to be slip-ups, but at the same time, I can also see them saying, hey, 
marketing is expensive. So, you know, advertising budget, that's no, 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 no. Mm. We're, we're going to go this route and see how this works. And I, I feel like it's kind of helped. Them. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the mouse, but that's for different reasons. Oh, see, I, I'm, I am, I, I defend them, but you know, to each their own. It's yeah, no sure. big deal. So anyhow, the core set, um, Poe, that's, mm. that's the, the new, the new, uh, the new Poe. <laughs> yeah. The new, well, it's more than that. There's, there's some TIE fighters in there that are pretty nasty. No, there is. I just, I'm being facetious. <laughs> Especially when you group them together. Kind right. of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Poe, yes. Poe's nasty. There's a triple action Poe out there that people are talking about, but really around here, we're not seeing that. What we're seeing is Poe with veteran instincts and, R5P9. Right. And basically what he does is he, he moves, he takes a focus. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll read his card. So it says, while attacking or defending, if you have a focus token, you may change one of your uh, eyeball results to a hit or a... Um, or, or, yeah, or to, to a hit or, or an evade, yeah. which is really good. That's, it's, that's it's, a better than, than Luke. Because Luke yeah. does it once per turn on the evade. Mm-hmm. And, and so what makes... So here's what I like about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually better... It's a little bit um, better defensively than offensively, just mathematically. Mm-hmm. Because so you've got two... Um, you have two evade die, right? That you, mm-hmm. Most of the time you're, you're going to be... Unless you're looking at range three type stuff. But right. two evade die. And you've got your um, your focus token there. If you're not spending that focus token, then you, um, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, yeah. So you're <laughs> you're pretty much going to be doing the same thing you would have most likely done anyways, mm-hmm. and not having to spend the token. Right. And then you save that token to the end, so that with R5P9, which says at the end of combat. Or at the end of the combat phase, if you have a focus token, you can spend it to regen a shield. Right, right. Which so, is oh no, I took a hit. Oh, look, I'll regain the shield. Yeah. And so now R5P9 is three points, I believe, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Three points. Comes out of the Rebel Transport, so you got to spend some money to get it mm-hmm. for a ship you're probably never going to touch the board with. <laughs> right. Unless you play Epic a lot. Which right. Which I don't many people that do. Yeah, that is what I, I have the Rebel Transport... I've not uh, played too much from it. I'd say probably the, what they called the stress bot. I can't remember the exact yeah. number, but that was the one that was getting the most play. It's funny that the R2 units are there. And I'm seeing it come, make a comeback too. Well, I don't know that it really went away much. Uh, okay, well, uh, that's, once again, it's but, outside of uh, mm-hmm. the, the greater Atlanta area. I think it was always kind of around. But yeah. here, yeah, I think we kind of got... And now it's making a bigger yeah. comeback now here too. Right. So 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 check this out. Now now there are some differences, but still, it's kind of interesting. I'm looking at Poe right next to Corn Horn. Okay. Which is not even an X-wing. That's an E-wing. Uh, I agree, but I mean, hey, you know, it's supposed to. Be, it was you know the the Legends upgrade, right? Um, of, of the X-wing, the the E-wing was that kind was the, of. yeah. I mean, kind. Of. I mean, it, it it they also had, I believe. Did they have T-70s or did they go to T-75? I don't remember. It probably doesn't matter, but I, but I do know that they did upgrades of the X-Wing as well. Yeah, they had the stealth X-Wing. They had a couple of different versions of the X-Wing. Right, but I mean... So they had a cloaking X-Wing. Yeah, but when when the E-Wing came out um, back with Dark, was it, it Dark Empire, it was supposed to be like the, the upgrade to the it, X-Wing or whatever. It's, it was the answer to the, the, the TIE Avenger 
I don't remember. And it's so the uh, Avenger, Avenger is the... what the prototype became, which is a, okay. which is a faster, more nimble uh, interceptor with shields okay. and a hyperdrive. Okay, so but he, so looking at them, I mean they're they're, mm. they're both X wing ish enough, right? right. So <laughs> we're both looking at um, each pilot has an eight skill or a uh, eight pilot skill, mm-hmm. three damage. Now you're going to get the three evade versus the two evade with mm-hmm. uh, corn, and then you're going to get the three hull, which to me is kind of better in, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd rather have the three three hull than the uh, the three evade yeah. between the two. I just that's my personal preference. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's probably. Six one half a dozen and the other, but for me, I'm an Empire pilot. I, I like the I like those three of eight a lot. No, oh, I hear you. No, I, I, I they'll hear fail you, you definitely. But um, they'll fail you. Yeah, well, and and a lot of times when you have those three of eight, you only spend twelve points for them versus the the thirty five. No, I I normally don't fly. I'm just saying. Fighters. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. A lot of times, I hear you just saying. Yeah, th- those things you know they can be a lot cheaper, and you and you'll mm-hmm. you're stack up. I mean. Most of the time, a Corrin, I'm seeing a lot of people play. Not many other ships with him. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's Chewy, um, or you might see a couple other ships, but they're not super hefty I've, ships. I've seen a couple lists that are like, and I call them the Abe or Axe list. Uh huh. It's an A, a B, and an E, or an A and an X and an E. Uh huh. And the E is normally Corn Horn. Right. Right. The X or the B would be, uh, depending. The think- X is normally an Ace or. Uh, and then the e, A would be a rookie. And then, or if you're doing the Abe list, mm-hmm. the A is normally an ace, the, the E's a corn horn, and then the B is is a blue squadron. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, see maybe trying to fit like Nenum or uh, Kian Farlander in there, but the problem with that is that now you start kind of spending a lot more points. And well, then, then the, corn the, is the, not cheap. With the, with the Mangler cannon, is pretty nasty. You mm-hmm. Give him advanced sensors, and then he's rolling around going, hey, you're taking a crit, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is your Sunter popper. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, and then we've got three shields both. Um, the, the difference on their action bar is that, uh, you're going to get a barrel roll with, um, Corrin mm-hmm. and then also, um, you're going to get, uh, the sensor upgrade with Corrin versus the, I, I don't, I can't remember what it's called yet with the other little upgrade for the, uh, the oh, T-70 X-Wing. I what it's called either, but the. I haven't really seen anyone run any of the upgrades that right. fit in that that's well, out so far. And there's not many either. So, um, I mean, I, I, I want to say it just came with just a couple uh, in in the mm-hmm. the set. But I mean, there's one coming in the uh, first order tie expansion. That's, right. That's going to be awesome for ties. Well, I like Unless the one coming that X wing. The uh, Astromech. Um, upgrade or whatever it's I can't remember what it's called Astromech something but what basically you can um, it, it cost you one point mm-hmm. no I think it costs you nothing mm-hmm. I think it may cost you nothing I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that but I think it may cost you nothing but anyhow it's um, if you take damage then you can actually get rid of your um, Astromech mm. and then uh, avoid that one damage yeah let me throw R2D2 out the window <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> you, you may not want to do that, but how great is it for like if you've got an R2 Astromech? Something that costs yeah. you one point. Um, you've probably gotten a decent amount of play with it anyways, and now you're like, mm-hmm. fine, I'm, I'm going to... We're talking about tech upgrades. That's what they that, are. These are called tech upgrades. Yeah. They're very strange looking. They look kind of like the a mix between maybe like a, a, a uniloader and a radio or something. I don't know. It's a strange little uh, device there. It's... There you go. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, weapons guidance is the one that I'm seeing right here. Yeah. When attacking, you may spend a focused token to change one of your blank results to a hit. That's decent. I don't think I would use it just because I, I would. I like the like you were talking about um, using other thing. If I wasn't going to use that, like say I was going to use BB-8 instead, um, then then I could see wanting to use it for this. Mm-hmm. But even still, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of like uh, being, you know what? Because it, it's kind of like Predator, sort of. Um, but it's two points, and yeah. you're spending your focus for that. And honestly, on anything, I would use that for mainly Tie Fighters because you're only rolling rolling two dice most of the time. Well, the well, the good thing about it is I want right? to save that for the defense. So the good thing about it is it, it helps you. Like, there's no reason to take a target lock. You right. see what I'm saying? If you're going to do this, then you basically can say, you know what? I'm going to use the focus. If I need it for defense, I can use it for defense. Mm-hmm. If I need it for um, to turn a, a focus into a, yeah, a, little pilot a hit, skill. you know, and then the same same uh, sequence is like, okay, well, I rolled um, I rolled blanks instead. Well, mm-hmm. I'll just use use it for that too. So it's it, it's a kind of a way I think to make the focus a little more. Um, universal i guess Mm -hmm. and then you know so you can just say you know what i'm just gonna take a focus all day long and and it'll be what i need it to be you know chances are i'll I'll end up using it Mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean that's just how i see it but i don't know much (laughs) um you know and that's the only one that i'm seeing that i have here in my hand um it's possible that i have nope that's it so it was just the one card yeah and the other one comes in the next set Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, the com relay. I'd like to see more of these, you know what I'm saying? Especially since both the ties and the, the X-Wings can, can use that. And we'll see it. Yeah. There'll be more. I mean, they haven't announced it all yet. Right. I just, like I said, I expected to see more out of the, the core set. And I was just a little surprised by not seeing that. And we haven't seen any of the named uh, uh, TIE pilots yet. Mm-hmm. We have Omega Ace, Epsilon Ace. Uh, you know, you know, I, I'm, you know, that's fine. And and believe me, I'm actually totally for the secrecy coming out mm-hmm. of this film. I, I I think that, like, why ruin it? I, mm-hmm. I love the idea that the movie is going to be in like less than ten weeks. Yeah. And we really know next to nothing about it, right? Okay. I mean, we know very little. And and that's how I like to see a movie, especially one that I know I'm going to enjoy and I can just absorb everything in the theater. Um, but I will say the, the one place where I feel like it's cost me is by getting some of these crappy names for some of these. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I mean, the last, last movie I did like that was uh-huh. a J.J. Abrams movie. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And then when that first Star Trek film that he directed came out... Uh-huh. I, I just wanted to tear his head off. I was really so he destroyed what John Gene Roddenberry created with with his idea of what Star Trek should be, and he turned it into this action flick. Yeah, but he made a good movie though. But so, it wasn't Star Trek. 
Yeah, but it was good at least. So it could have been something else. And if you're going to do that, create your own sci-fi legacy somewhere. Well, I mean, the thing is, I think it, from the way I understand it, you know, he he was a big Star Wars fan. He wasn't so much of a Star Trek fan, and he well, then he's you know given go and direct Star Star Wars, not Star Trek. You know, <laughs> funny you should say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and dude, I mean that that's the thing. People like Star Trek. That's fine. I to me, I love those films. Mm-hmm. And because you're right, I mean they're they're really kind of Star Wars films, you know. Um, that that was my biggest problem. And I hope a, to God that it's not nearly as much lens flare in, in any of these movies that are coming up, like there was in that first Star Trek film. Okay, so here's the thing: I never really noticed it until people brought it up. And, and now the funny thing is the way that he shoots, because um, I've looked at it, the way he shoots, it does happen organically. But then he likes that. No, it doesn't. Most of that did not happen organically. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying mostly, but I'm saying it. It does happen. Um, the, with the, that's the, just bad. The type of that's bad directing, bad director of photography, bad lighting. It's not, and that's coming not, from a lighting well, designer. No, but but okay, hold on, hold on. And and you know what? And so that's the thing too, because to me, like I said, I don't notice much. Y- this you is do, the future. I don't want right. to see the where the light comes from. I just want right. light to appear. Right. But see, to me though, I'm like it's the future. Everything's shiny. You no, know? It's, no, no, no. I'm, but it's, you but it's an steer, effect. Okay, you stare at that for yeah. the rest of your life and see what happens. I'm pointing <laughs> up at the light, by the way, guys. Yeah. Suddenly I, mean, I see green dots everywhere. Oh, no. Right. Well, but like I said, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's supposed to be a visual, you know, it's not it's not supposed to be practical. You know what? TIE fighters don't go, they go. But that's, you know, what I'm saying? Like, it's, I what mean, you're it's hearing like, is the TIE fighter pilot screaming over the radio <laughs> as he goes screaming by. He's doing, he that's makes the, the noise himself. Yeah. He makes <laughs> <laughs> this radio distortion yeah yeah um but no i mean that's a it's, it was it was a conscious it was he saw something he the way that he liked mm. to film he saw something that he liked and then he he used it and that that's one of his staples i would actually i would kind of on one side i would be surprised if we see any lens flare no we're gonna see it um I, I definitely, I can tell you 100%, we're not going to see much. No, I hope not, because people complained about it. Well, right. And and the way that they're doing, I mean, I don't know how much you're, you're following the marketing, but they're being very, very careful to be like, hey, I know there's stuff in Star Wars that people don't like. We're going to focus on the stuff we know people really like. You know what I'm saying? And I, and of course, I, they want to make money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and because I think that, that was one of the things that kind of has been... I think overly so, personally. I, I I think that it's it's really a minor thing. Like I said, it's it was a artistic choice, and people are like, "Oh my god, lens flare!" And like, as far as like making jokes about it and stuff, that's fine, and I, I think it's kind of funny and everything. But but there's some people who are just like like oh, lens flare. I'm like, really? That's gonna make you mad? Well, that that's that was just thing? one of the little bitty things. Oh, that made see. me mad about that film. And so, so, and you didn't like the the first, not into darkness. You didn't like the first one. Yeah, yeah. Kirk was not born on a freaking spaceship. He was born <laughs> on Earth in was it Iowa or Idaho? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, and the Enterprise was not built on Earth. It was built in orbit. Well, yeah, but but time travel, <laughs> and they changed fuck? everything. No, <laughs> this this was all happening for for the most part before the time travel. Well, Kirk was in his his wife was in space, or uh, his his mother, not wife, was in space before the time travel occurred. She was in labor. <laughs> well, I thought I thought she I thought the labor her. happened. I thought the labor actually happened during the attack. Okay, now, and here's the crazy uh-huh. thing: it, go and watch uh, the first episode of the Next Generation. 
I have. It's really hard to do. Okay. And and John Luke Picard talks about how he's he doesn't like kids. Mm-hmm. And this is the first ship, starship, that uh, 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 Starfleet has commissioned where families were allowed to be on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but they're not necessarily beholden to that. Yes, they are. Well, no, I'm saying the, the new they film. Been. I mean, they... <laughs> Dude, come on. There's so much uh, like differences. I, I, like I said, to me, they made a great film. I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of understand whatever. some of the stuff, but I think it's not I think some minor... <laughs> that's that's a valid argument. You better be. But it was good. <laughs> there be, there, and there I go being a jerk again. <laughs> it's hard to... I mean, come on, man. Come on, I'm using Let's, facts. So I mean, you know, it's it's like if I want a nap, I'll I'll go watch Rathacon. But otherwise, <laughs> Rathacon is a good movie. It's not though. It's, it's a terrible a film. It is a terrible it's a lot film. Into darkness. No, no, mm-hmm. because into darkness at least character motivations made sense. Rathacon. I hate you because of this thing that happened to me. Well, what do I got to do with that? If you watch the original uh, series, you learned that and Kirk put. Con on that planet, but but if you don't, then you don't know why. And a movie should not be beholden to. You shouldn't have to. Okay, like for instance, Donnie Darko. I like Donnie Darko, right? And it's I not like beholden to a TV series because it wasn't a TV series beforehand. What? What? Donnie Darko? Yeah. No, 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 no. But here, but here's here's what I'm saying. <laughs> here, I'm talking about basically a film should be able to stand on its own, right? Okay. Um, and that's not the point of Star Trek, though. Well. I don't know if anyone gets it's the, the point of It's the continuing adventures <laughs> of these of, of this crew of a right. ship. No, it's I not even the full yeah. crew. It's just the command crew. Right. I'm, no, I mean, like I said, I understand, but I'm talking about from a, a filmmaking standpoint mm-hmm. of, of what is a good film. The film should be able to tell a, a, a singular story, whether or not it's a part of a larger story, and someone should be able to come in, understand it, grasp it all the way through and not want to pull their hair out and go, this doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? Oh, well, you have to go back and watch episode blah, 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 blah. And then every season following from there. And then that'll make sense because then you understand. It's like, no, no. You can put that in the freaking movie because the thing is, if if nobody got it, it's not very good. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- mm-hmm. that's a problem. Um, So, anyhow, that, that that's my point. And that's how I feel um, about a lot of movies. But uh, No, I, no, I hear you. A lot of sci-fi yeah. movies, actually. I think J.J. Abrams could have done a better uh, job of uh, telling uh, what was Don't that? say Super 8. No. Oh, okay. No, that was a good film. Though. It I'm was sorry. a good film. <laughs> so uh, I was like, don't say Super 8. No, that... Uh, oh, jeez. takes place in space. It's all about the training of this kid. You're not talking about Ender's Game, are you? Yeah, Ender's Game. Uh, okay. I, I think he would have done done a good job doing that one. Oh, you think he would have done a good job yeah, with Ender's it's Game? Yeah, that, because that, that is an action film. About kids. Right. I love the book. Have you read the book? Oh, of course I've read the book. Oh, man, that book is so good. And they they went a good ways into trying to tell the book in the movie. And I want to see the the extended director's cut so bad, Mm -hmm. but I haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed things about the about the movie because it adds in all the scenes about religion and Uh because you know in in the book the religion religions against the rules you can't you're not allowed to have religion right right which honestly to myself personally I felt that was kind of trying to be I felt like he was too trying too hard to be 1984 that was just kind of my thing I'm like eh I feel like you could take this out and it's not as I find it interesting because of that a Protestant and a Muslim got along together because they had religion. Oh, are you talking about his parents? No, I'm talking about him and his friend Ahmed. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, sorry, I was talking about his parents because his mm-hmm. parents, his mother was um, Mormon and his father was Catholic. Is that correct? 
Uh, I thought I thought they were both Protestant. I can't remember. Yeah, but point point being, they were some yeah. sort of Christian. They were so. religious. He's he's religious, mm-hmm. and he continued to practice that religion. Now, I guess that would be in, in some of the other Ender series because I don't recall that in in Ender's game. Yeah, that was in Ender's game. I don't ever remember him. Like I said, I remember. To me, I was thinking uh, that was one of the secret little things that him and his friend had together. The uh-huh. fact that they were both religious and they had to keep it secret from. The rest of the population. Okay, that's so strange. Because, like I said, to me, I don't, I don't remember that at all. But um, nonetheless, it, mm-hmm. very good book. I, I suggest Ender's reading Ender's Game to anyone who has oh, it. Yeah, and it's, it's, great book. it's a really good read. Um, Starship Troopers is a good book. Any of those wonderful, wonderful movie movies that actually are better as books. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't understand the for myself person, which mm-hmm. I'm not a big sci-fi person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised, you know, because I don't call Star to me Star Wars is not sci-fi. It's Star Wars epic. it yeah, it's an epic fantasy that happens to take place in um in space. You know, in in the same The reason I don't call it a sci-fi is because there's no variety. Uh, what do you mean by that? Oh, look, it's a snow planet. Oh, look, it's a desert planet. Oh, look, it's a jungle planet. Well, I mean, so so that's what we... I mean, we can't necessarily say that they're specifically that. Like, now Hoth, I think is it's a safe bet to say that's, that's purely... That's a snowball. A, right. And and you know what, but though, but Mon that's... Mon Calamari, it's the ocean world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and... A, yeah, because that that did, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, well, hold on. What was a concept that was only in Kashyyyk the book in comparison to um, the well, Kashyyyk? Had, I mean, it wasn't just specifically. Yeah, I mean, it, it was swamp and, and, and forest, it, but there was a lot of beaches and stuff too. Kashyyyk was yeah, supposed to be, you know, it's well, of still course, more. swamps have beaches. Nah, don't be no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and and when you kind of get around that area, oh man, that sulfur smelling. Oh, so anyhow, <laughs> off, off the track. But um, so uh, other ships here. So we, we can actually finish up. Uh, okay. Blue Ace, which drives me nuts. I'm like, come on, he's got a name. Um, no, he doesn't. He's a Blue Ace. Blue Ace. So now, well, I'll ask you this: Do you think he's that Blue Ace is going to be somebody in the film that maybe that's just their designation? Nope. Um, or, or their call sign? No, nope. you th- you think it's just generic throwaway? Okay. Um, so you, okay, well, so you don't think that we'll hear Blue Ace said at all in the film? We might. Okay. We we might hear Blue One. Right. Right. Okay. Um, or Blue Leader. Blue Leader. I'm sorry. Right. So, um, I, my my thoughts were I didn't know if maybe he's that Eloasty. Have you heard about this guy? Okay, so he's a uh, he's a fishy looking dude. not not a Mon Cal, but um, he's a, a fishy looking guy. Oh, he's he's one of the the Celestians. Um, no, 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 he's oh. not Celestian either. He, um, he's, he's a total, he appears new, to be a totally new, new species. Okay. Um, but like I said, he, he does have a, a fish look to him. Right. And, um, apparently he's kind of got like an attitude and he's like a really good pilot. I think they said maybe he's reckless or whatever, but also on top of that, um, as you may or may not know, uh, JJ is a big, uh, Beastie Boys fan. So his name comes from. Hello Nasty, the Beastie Boys album. And, uh, and apparently his helmet says in uh, Arabesh, uh, born to ill. Duh. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't know if maybe Blue Ace was him. Um, Don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is something, like I said, it's just something mm-hmm. I'm going to look for when I see the film. Maybe not the first time because the first time I, I may have too many tears in my eyes and, you know, I'm caught up and it's 
look, just don't judge me. So the point is, <laughs> I, the second time I watch it, I, I may catch just, up on just, it. Just to let you know, I was judging him with my, with my eyes at that point. That was that was a look. <laughs> You're judging me as hard as you can judge a person. Um, but anyhow, Blue Blue Ace, who may or may not be Eloasty, is uh, when performing a boost action, you may use the hard one or hard one the other way. Hard one right or hard one left. So it's a yeah, it's 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 I mean, a free daredevil. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Except for it's not maneuver. So if you don't make it, you, you have to do something else. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat, but I don't. Honestly, I don't think I'm gonna ever play this card, and I don't expect to see it played very much. Mm. I mean, I think it definitely can do a lot for you know if if you if you know you can do that boost and you can you're gonna be beside a ship, but I, eh. I don't know. I don't eh. know. It's not depends on what SRMX we see come out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the the key. I really think that it would behoove Fantasy Flight to make some stellar Astromex because I feel like we only have a handful of good ones. I think we have a lot of Astromex that I mean, here's an ace without an elite pilot skill. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um I mean, we do have the um tech upgrade, but all the new ships have tech upgrades. Right. right. Even the New analog to the uh, Academy pilot, the Epsilon uh, Squadron has them. Right, right. So, eh, we'll see. So, I mean, and then we've got Red Squadron Veteran. That's mm-hmm. interesting to see. Red Squadron. Veteran. Um, and, and Blue Squadron Novice. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something else. Um, so, so, these came with Poe, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what his squadron designation is? Black Squadron. There you go. So I just, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting that we didn't see Black Squadron in this, but we have the new uh, individual ships coming up. Mm-hmm. I say soon, but I don't think anyone knows. Um, Probably January. If well, if it comes with that next wave. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've already sneak peeked uh, some of the First Order tie stuff. Yeah. That's the main thing is, I mean, like on one side, I'm like, yeah, but the other side, I'm like, man, this gets expensive. <laughs> so. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You know, it's, it's it's especially because I'm trying to dive into the the LCG and um, Imperial Assault, and mm. I'm hoping Armada soon. Uh, yeah, I do- dove into Armada too at the same time, and yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that next wave of Armada coming out. Yeah, yeah, we're so, it's supposed to come out in what, August, and then they pushed it back, and then pushed it back, and then they did the massing of Celeste event. How did that? Did you go to that? No, I was I was on vacation. Okay, I was wondering kind of how that went. Um, so I I definitely need to get you back on soon, man, to to talk some Armada because, like I said, it's it's something I'm very interested in. I think with it's this a one, very different game. Yeah, but in a good way. I I I like the. Um, I went and played in a three round Swiss tournament at uh-huh. Gigabytes. And afterwards, I was so spent that I couldn't think about anything else because there's so much you have to think about the strategy, mm-hmm. the tech, tactical strategy of it is so much different. And yeah, you you so really deep. you're really thinking uh, ahead a lot mm-hmm. more than you are, and you really have on, to think about what can that ship do, where is it going to be in three turns? Right, right. That's that's the big thing. And honestly, for somebody who lands on asteroids the way I do, it's probably not the game for me. But I'm going to get in it anyways, and I'm going to have fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. no, that's tough too. I mean, I, I play uh, Imperial on that as well. Right, and, right. Uh, right now, you, you almost have to run a. Uh, well, up until now, mm-hmm. you had to run a a, Vic, a victory class star destroyer, which well you didn't have to, but it 
it behooved you to. Right. And that ship, you have to plan, you, know, you plan your commands, which are revealed each turn. Right. So I have my first three commands already planned for me because I have a mm-hmm. command of three. So when I make my next command, it goes on the bottom of that pile. So I'm already, right. when the game starts, my first three commands have already been selected for me. So mm-hmm. half, and you only have six rounds in the game. So half of your game has already been selected for you. Yeah. For that ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it's it's really interesting, but mm-hmm. it, it takes a while to play too because you think, oh, well, that sounds like that's going to be really quick, and it's it, right. it, it actually takes some time. And it's two hour rounds now at four hundred points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's so if you're doing a three uh, uh, three round Swiss with fifteen to twenty minutes between each round, you're looking at almost eight hours, well, yeah. seven eight hours, depending. Yeah, it's. I think. I think it could be better for them to find ways to to cut it down, maybe for time. Uh, you know, no, and there's no way you're going to be able to cut it down for time because mm-hmm. now that we're getting into the 400 point games with with the bigger ships, with Home One, with the uh, with the Imperial class Star Destroyer, it takes that long to do all the movement and make all the. And and here's the thing: when they call time in round six, you get to finish that round. So right. say you're starting round six when they call time you're going to have another good 10, 15 minutes of trying to finish that round out. Right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to get in. I don't, I don't expect to be playing uh, any sort of, you know, I think it's going to be a, a casual Tuesday night kind of thing. Uh, and that, that's the thing. It is a mm-hmm. casual game. Right. Uh, just, there's not, not the precision in moving the, the fighter squadrons around. I like that a lot. So I, it, they did a lot of stuff like that that I – I really enjoy it because I was like, I'm like, ah, oh, how do you, how are you making sure you get it in the right exact spot? It's like, well, simple. You can go anywhere as long as, you and know, there's the going to be a lot of fights about that when it comes to actually in tournament play. No, you can't move your fighter there. You're moving it too far. Well, where was it? Oh, I've already moved it. And it's just, uh, it'll get nasty in competitive play. Um, May maybe I mean it's I mean you because know, you you've seen it uh, more than I have I mean like I said to me I, I like it because that can be the thing I'm man I got some butterfingers I mean you've played me a few times um you know mm-hmm. I mean I bump ships and stuff like that and that can be frustrating but the cool thing about uh, Imperial Assault I feel like they really take out a lot of that stuff that that can make that mm-hmm. you know for me a little more um, I almost wish that, that- nerve wracking. I, I was looking for Amarna to be something a little bit different. Right. I was looking at it more of a tactical-based ship-to-ship combat. Mm-hmm. And it's really a lot more about squadron deployment and squadron tactics. Right. On the fighter level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if it was going to be that, I'd much more... I'd, I'd rather see it be a hex-based game. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm starting at this hex i'm gonna to move to that hex i uh-huh. got this much movement i can fire this many hexes away okay that would have been better for me right so right. having all these measuring sticks which knock things over and move, <laughs> nudge, and, and then and then you're having to move big ships through all this right and you you move this little flick. Mm-hmm. I love the movement for the big ships. That's really cool. It's it's cool. And you know, I love how like I said, it seems like they looked at X Wing and said, Well, this is good. We come out with a good system, but there's so many parts. You know, mm-hmm. I love that they've streamlined it. You know, I I love that, you know, for the most part, you have your you have your range ruler and you have your you have movement two tool. Them. Two two of what? The uh, range rulers. Okay. Um 
I yeah. only recall the one. Well, so that's because on one side is printed the the fighter movement, the other side is the right, range. right, which is which I like also because, like I said, it. Um, it, it I just I like the consolidation. I mean, like you see, I've got this gigantic, um, you know, tackle box here, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how to get everything in there because god forbid that i change last minute and i don't, I don't want to do something different or whatever mm-hmm. so i always want to carry my stuff with me and it's the same and same way with armada except for the models are bigger well, right right so so you do and 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 that's that's kind of the trade-off it's like okay well we've got bigger models but you're like okay yes but and more you tokens. don't you, is it more tokens though i feel like it was less because i mean you don't have to i mean heck carrying around uh shield tokens for a b-wing you know it's yeah but you got four different tokens you need for each ship and then you have um, yeah. all the, the 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 braces and the evades and stuff like that for each ship too right yeah i mean it's like i said there, there's kind of there, there's those things but i just i feel like that they're not you're not constantly throwing stuff on the board to carry around with it like you can, you know, like, oh, here's a crit and here's a, um, a stress and here's my focus and then, oh, target lock and I got to make sure that these come off, this doesn't come, you know, it just, I, I like of it. it, it seems to be a little bit cleaner, you know? Uh, it's not cleaner because you get, <laughs> you end up cl- with clusters of fighters around ships and you're trying to move through them and this and well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, and, and I, I hear you there, it, but it that's very aggravating. But for me personally, it's not clean and good. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it should be nasty and dirty. This is this is war, you know. But as far as like, what is this focus token? It's like it's war, duh. There's always focus tokens laying around. Like, no, there's not, you know. So mm-hmm. I I like that better. I, I like I said, I really like it. And then also, you don't have. I mean, how frustrating is it? Like, oh, you bumped, so now you've got to figure out. Uh, you know, you need to grab that straight ruler, put it behind, and it's you go by the back of your base. Oh, there's more ships back here that are blocking, and, and that can just be mm-hmm. kind of frustrating with that. Whereas this one's like movement ruler, and, and then I'm you just slow down by one if you bump something, and you both take damage. I kind of like that. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's a totally different beast. But like I said, it's I like that they have made adjustments that were necessary for that game. Mm. You know, I mean, like like I said, it's. It's different. It's a different thing. So you've got to get the um, the theme in there. But by doing so, if you tried to to play it the same way that you did X Wing with a lot of the all the maneuver uh, maneuver templates and you know a lot of the action tokens that you're constantly throwing out stuff like that, I think that at that point the game would just be undesirable. I think it would just be too much. You know. I don't know. Um, I wasn't looking for all the tokens and stuff. I was looking for big ship versus big ship. I didn't want right. To- Right. there and have to manage all those squadrons. <laughs> well, and I mean, and, and that's the thing. You, and I tried to play the game without squadrons. Mm-hmm. No, nah, you, you're going to lose. Well, see, I saw, um, from, from what I've been seeing, it, it seems like uh, having a, a ton of squadrons isn't, isn't the way to go. It seems like uh, gladiators and the, oh, which class? the It was the smaller one because uh, the, the bigger Big. one hadn't come out yet. Yeah, so, you know, it seems like I'd seen uh, some people playing that. And then maybe like Darth Vader or, or Soontrafell or something like that. Well, that's just you've got to have a fighter screen. Mm-hmm. you got to have a fighter screen. Right. But, I mean, that's that's not too bad to have you know, a couple or whatever. And for myself, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm all for having, you know, uh, your big ships with your swarms coming out there too. But, um, I, I like, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that there's some versatility to it. And like I said, I think you can, you know, you throw out some gladiators and stuff like that and, and the glads are nasty. Yeah. They're fun. I like them. 
But uh, let's let's finish up. So we've got these okay. last three. <laughs> Back to the game we were supposed to talk about. Wait, what? X-Wing? What is that? I don't know. No, um, this is going to end up being two episodes, but okay. that's fine as long as you're cool with it. I don't care. Um, so uh, we, we've got the, let's see, which one? Let's go by the lowest skill first. So the Zeta Ace, mm-hmm. you know, once again, this is... It does the weird barrel roll. Yeah, I have, I have not seen the Zeta Ace uh, action figure on the pegs, and I'm, I've been waiting on this guy. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, he's a pilot skill five. He actually has a, um, EPT, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I think is a little strange at, uh, at five, but I'm sure you could go to the, one of the 22 or how many ever different, uh, TIE fighter pilots from beforehand. And you can find one of the named ones and, you know, it's probably somewhere around there too. Backstabber is the lowest one is possible six with the EPT. Okay. So, and, and then, then, then you have the unnamed black squadron. Force. Oh my god, I love this. I love them so much. Baby turtles. Yeah. Let me. I want to explain baby turtles just real well, quick, real quick, because I love. Go ahead, because I've used them and I have a. I had a list where I had them. Okay, so so baby turtles is something that um we were doing. Uh, what was it called escalation? Is that where you yeah. you continually build up? Okay, so you had to sort of build up, and then I found. I'm like, wait a minute. So a lot of people play Sunterfell, mm-hmm. and they uh they throw on there auto thrusters, mm-hmm. uh the Royal Guard tie, which then allows you to have another upgrade, and they'll throw stealth device, mm-hmm. and then they throw uh push the limits on there. Yeah. So, you know, basically making super defensive, you know, um, Evading. take, yeah, take, take a lot of evades. You'll have your evade die, you know, multiple evade die, um, hard to hit. Right. But the thing with it is when you do that, they're kind of expensive ships with the, um, what I call the baby turtles, which is the, um, is it a mega? No, black squadron. Black squadron. Are tie pilot. 14 points or 15? Uh, that are se- uh, they're 15. No, they're 14. And then you add the push to the limit that are 17. Right. Okay. Yes. It's a 17. And then I threw stealth device for the extra 20. Cause I remember they, they capped at 20 when I did that. Right. And so essentially what happens is now you've got, uh, you've got a tie fighter pilot cost you 20 points. Um, I mean, if you're p- playing in a hundred point game you're going to get five of them which is is kind of nice and then you're going to get stealth device which is going to make that uh your three evade a four and then you've got your you know if you're pushing the limits every time to make sure that you're at least you know you're at least going to go ahead and and uh, take an evade that makes you hard to hit. And then you can also uh, barrel roll to arc dodge. So I, I liked that. And, and it was, some people were like, I, I never see, like I didn't play back during, um, you know, the earlier phases of the game. And they're like, no, that wasn't, it. no one ever did this before. And I'm like, why not? It's amazing to have these cheap ships that are hard to hit. And then you just, you know, with TIE fighters, you can really maneuver them and you just get in there at range one mm-hmm. and you just take them apart. Round. And it, it was really satisfactory. <laughs> so I, I, so I call them baby turtles because you know you call it turtling with um, Sunterfell when you're when you're uh, stacking up the your tokens. So so that's basically what what I did with them. And yeah, so so that's th- those were the the pilot skill four with the um uh and the first order the has a version of that too. Yeah, and it's because uh, I was looking at it, um, but I was like, oh. I need to save some time and skip ahead, but then yeah. then I sidetracked. So theirs is the now theirs cost seventeen, so yeah. theirs is a good bit more. Well, it's only three points more and it adds a shield. Right. And the tech right. upgrade. Right. Yeah. So it's um Well that and it has a better doll. 
Okay. I, you know, the, I haven't the, went the through their dials The yet. first order tiles have a dial similar to that of an Interceptor. Oh, oh, okay. They have green twos, hard twos. Okay, very yeah. cool. All right. Um, so so anyhow, but so, so Zeta Ace, is, it's ability that's uh, going to make him unique, which is when performing a barrel roll, you may use the two template instead of the one template. That's cool. It's okay. Um, you, you know what? Well, okay, so you may. So you're not forced to. No. So so that's good. It but, gives you a little ability to move side to side. I mean, dude, for arc dodging, though? It, it could be cool. That two template, I could see really making it. I mean, I, I think this sucker, was, it would be a pain to try to have to hunt down. You know, I mean, I, I could see him really, really getting, uh, getting around some arcs. Well, you just stay at range two of them. Makes a, makes your cone a lot bigger, or you just use a turret. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the tur- I mean, there's there's not much you can do with with uh, going against a turret, but like I said, I I think he's he's pretty good for, you know, for something like arc dodging that that I think is, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the uh, that's the imperial th- imperial thing, right? And and it, and it really is the uh, the I don't want to say artistic. What, what's what's the word? The more skillful. Yeah, we'll go with skillful. Sometimes, you know, I, I can think of, of big words, and then as soon as I hit this red button here, for some reason, it uh, completely takes away. them all. Yeah, it, it this red button makes all the words leave my brain. Um, it's okay, really weird. <laughs> so I'll, I'll move to the next one. So this is a uh, six um, pilot skill six cost of nineteen uh, epsilon leader. Yes, epsilon leader is probably my favorite out of the first order ties so far. It is really freaking cool. And especially for, like I said, doing some arc dodging. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to uh, strap him up with, like I've said before, baby turtles, he's... But I, he can't take a EPT. He can't, but he's a support ship. He is. And he fits into swarms really well. Yeah. Fly him with a with a, a small baby turtle swarm, or, or a mini swarm, mm-hmm. and... They're they're flying around, pushing the limits, and then your turn around and and pulling that stress right off of them because yep, you're at range one. Leader flies with them. He takes a focus. Give him a yeah. stealth device. He lives a long time. Yeah, because he's got the shield. He's got a shield too. Mm-hmm. I I like this dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like him a lot. Like because when as soon as I saw him, I'm like, <gasps> he's a friend of the turtles. And then so. he's, he uh, what he does is at the start of combat, huh. he removes stress from all enemy ships at range one of him. They're not enemy friendly ships at range one of him. So that means everyone around him that is stressed suddenly lose stress, including himself. So the entire group can do a 4K, and then he takes the stress off of them. So the next turn, you can do a one hard. Awesome. I I like it. And and you know what? I'm going to start referring to this guy as uh, Master Splinter. Master Splinter. Yeah. He's the the perfect uh, mix for turtles. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> all right, and so now we're at the last one. So this guy is a uh, pilot skill seven, and uh, he is the Omega Ace. Yep. Uh, when attacking, you may spend a focus token mm-hmm. and a target lock you have on the defender to change all of your results to, to crit results. That's because I start with him reading that, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a lot of stuff. But then you go, oh, well, those are crit results. But I, I do got to say though, um, where that sounds awesome, then you got to turn around and go back and go. Oh, he only does two damage. Unless he's at range one, and then he does three. He does, but but now you've got to get at range one. You've got to have both a target lock on on the uh, 
the defender and you have to have a focus token. That's a lot of, you know, it, that's just very situational. And, and to make all of those things match up, I just don't feel like you're going to be using this ability a whole lot. I think you use it a lot if you pair it with us with in a swarm that has Epsilon leader. Because then you okay. give him push the limit in a self device, and he's just as hard to kill as Epsilon leader. And he moves around, and he doesn't always have to do that. Right. If right. he's rolling two dice and he gets a hit crit, you don't use it. Right. If right. he gets two hits, you don't use it. Mm-hmm. You only use it when you have a miss or two misses. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true too. Um, because it does. So, so you're right. So that is the the big detail, is that it says um, f- um, to change all of your results, not your uh, focus results, not your hit results, all of your results. Yeah. So basically, this is an automatic. This isn't just an automatic hit. This is an automatic crit. And it's automatic two crits. Right, right, right. Three if you're at range one. Yeah. And so you know what? That kind of starts to make it, thinking about it like that, you're right. Because in my head, I just assumed it was uh, like a focus, but but you're right. It, do, it does not, uh, a, a, a miss is, can be turned just as easily. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is have it. I mean, that's autom- That's actually really good. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I Initially, I was like, eh, I don't care for more TIE Fighters. I've got too many of these Jokers. And, you know, I mean, how many more TIE Fighter cards do we got to have? And then I'm looking at them. I'm like, you know what? This is um, this is three cards that I think are pretty good. And, and I really like these. The thing I'm looking at this stuff, we're not seeing everything that's going to come with this yet. Yeah, you're right. What, you're what, what's coming right. soon with, with the, the, the First Order expansion, uh, First Order TIE expansion, and more stuff they have down the road is going to add to that and synergize with it, and we're going to see a return of swarms, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm excited, or you know, at least mini swarms. I think uh, I, I don't think we're going to see the full-fledged, uh, like, large swarms like what, what we initially had. I tried one. Uh, it was, I, I used three blacks, a Hellrunner, and an Epsilon Leader. Hellrunner had pushed the limit. Well, everyone had pushed the limit except for the Epsilon Leader. Hellrunner mm-hmm. had a uh, stealth device. The Epsilon Leader had a stealth device. And it ran around and did it did some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. But and it, it, it takes some practice. Yeah. It takes yeah. some practice and actually you need to kind of learn when to break that swarm apart and use it as as individual ent- ent- entities. Right. Because you got to have some blockers out there too. And that's really what where the swarm came into its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're good. I, you know, I'm, I, I think that, uh, you know, like you said, we, I definitely want to see some more of those, uh, what did you call them? The, the unilotor radio thing. What's that, that, uh, oh, the, the tech upgrade tech upgrade. Okay. Um, probably by wave 10, I'll remember what that's called. And, um, I, I'd like, I'd like to see more, of, uh, from that, but, I think that we've got some plenty of good cards to match with these guys right now, mm-hmm. and you know I like all three of them. I, you know Poe's fantastic. I I, I love Poe, um, but besides him, you know we only have Blue Ace, and I think he's kind of neat. I, I think it's, it's kind of cool, but I don't think I'll ever play this card. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see myself playing all three of these. Maybe not together at the same time. But I, I think that they're I'm good not enough. A big fan of the Zeta Ace. So you don't like the Zeta Ace. Zeta Ace was well. It's just not my play style. It right. Gives you that weird barrel roll. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's the extended uh, barrel roll. Like I was saying, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. And um, in all honesty, I think he's good playing him kind of like you know uh, with the others, where where you have sort of a, a push the limit type. Well, I'd situation. Love to have push the limit with him and mm-hmm. and maybe engine upgrade to give him a boost. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't. I don't know that you would want to spend the four points on engine upgrade because you've got that two um, boost. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, with both of them, you're going to be able to get wherever you need on the board. Yeah. Well, it, doing that two barrel roll out really gets. It'll take you out of their firing arc, but it normally takes them out of your firing arc too. With the boost, it curves you in, and you'll probably be at range one. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Three dice. Yeah, yeah. You're you're might be unmodified. Mm -hmm. I I think it's one of those things where it's something that kind of needs a little bit of play test just to see how it goes. I I, that makes him really expensive. (laughs) It's yeah. You're right. He is expensive, but but, it makes him better. and, And you know what? Uh, Sunterfell is really expensive. Uh, Cornar Jax is really expensive, and those are some really good ships. Yeah, but they're both a lot harder to kill than that guy. That's true, but <laughs> the thing is, I mean, with stealth devices so and, the- and and auto thrusters, they are hard to kill. You're right. I agree with you. Um, and Cornar Jax gets in range one of you. You're not. Then it goes half your actions for pretty much every ship. Well. Um, but that's the cool thing about loading him up uh, is that now that's your your evade and your focus actions. Whereas here, you're like evade and focus. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna boost and or barrel roll and boost. Mm-hmm. You know, and like what now, corner? I'm behind you. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, Joker. With the, with your two dice. <laughs> maybe well, maybe it's three now. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's three. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, I agree with you. I think he's probably the the least desirable of those three, but I still think he's a really good uh, pilot. I, I, I don't think by any means he's in the lower tier. I don't of, think of, you'll ever see him in competitive play. You don't think so? Okay. I, it's. I mean, definitely um, epsilon leader. I yeah. I I can see him in that in, in competitive play. Omega Ace maybe. Right. Uh, well, I think. I, I think Omega Ace is, is great for it, you know. I mean, to to me, Omega Ace. I'm sorry, not Omega Ace. Yeah, Epsilon Leader. Um, give them some real names. Um, <laughs> Epsilon so, Leader, you'll see in competitive play, right? In many swarms, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think Omega Ace can be set up to be cool too because yeah. he's still not a lot of points. I mean, no, he's not. I mean, for for twenty points, right? And then you talked about so the thing that you really want to give him is uh, push the limit. So you're saying 23 points. That still leaves you And then with, I put a stealth device on him. Yeah, yeah. To make him more survivable, in yeah. theory. Right, in theory, yeah. So, I mean, you're still left with 74 points. Mm-hmm. 74 points is, is a good bit of points to... I mean, you could definitely put up a tie screen and mm-hmm. uh, and and help him out. So... Right. There, there's there's a lot you can do with these cards. I, I really like them, and I... I'm gonna get back around to playing them, but I, I need to work out the kinks in my uh, triple Trandoshan terror. <laughs> I don't know. I'll come up with a name for it later. The the, the Guido Escort. <laughs> yeah, because you know he, he's clearly a, a valuable target. Obviously, because he's got three ships around him. <laughs> One he's in, and two others protecting him. Right. Right. <laughs> 
he's he's so good. I I love that Greedo card. And and like I said, I love those. They're fun. I think um, I, I think it could be a good list. I, I don't think that it's it's got uh, gaping it, holes. Other I think than if you fly it well, it'll win. I Just like a lot of other good lists that if you fly it well, it'll win. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, sometimes I make lists that I'm like, this is good. And they're like, no, I mean, it's it's fine. But it's not, you know, it's not tournament competitive. I'm like, whoa, I got to play with Luke Skywalker. So, whatever, you know. <laughs> so. No, no, don't, don't, don't be like that. No, I'm just playing around. But, man, we've been going for a while. So, like I said, definitely uh, had to break this one up into to two episodes. But I'm going to go ahead and end it right here. Unless you, I mean, you got anything else that you want to add for. Uh, I think we've talked about plenty. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I think, so we've covered, I think we've covered every ship that's come out in X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've kind of talked about the the current state of our surrounding quote unquote meta. Mm-hmm. Um, we dipped into some Armada, which was fun because I'd forgotten that you that you play Armada, and, yeah. and like I said, definitely want to get you back to to just discuss that. And we talked about J.J. Abrams and uh, mm-hmm. how how <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's <laughs> gonna be it for me. All right. Um, so I appreciate uh, appreciate everybody tuning in to listen to us. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can go and subscribe if you haven't already. While you're there, if you'll go ahead and, and leave us a five star written review, we would definitely be indebted to you. Also, you of course you can find us at the StarWarsReport.com website. We also have the Twitter and Facebook, which are just Cloud City Casino. And, of course, you can always send us an email at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Uh, Adam, I appreciate having you on, man, and we definitely got to have you back. Cool. Never forget. Well, apparently I'm supposed to say, let the Wookiee win. Wookiee win.